0: Welcome everybody to Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. I'm not Max. That's not Max. And neither if you're, am I. yeah, neither is she. <laughs> and if you're listening only in audio, you now can tell the two. There's two different voices here. I'm Vince Larosa, but with me is a familiar voice from her season with LAFC, and of course you watch her on ESPN Deportes, Katia Casarena. Katia, how are you?
1: I'm great. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me we'll talk about where i was later but um i haven't been here in a while so i'd miss just being here this is my second home i just love being around you guys
0: i'm very happy you said that and also i'm very glad you're here because we would you'll see we would not be able to do this episode without katya but we've got a lot coming up we're going to talk about unfortunately the loss to vancouver we're going to talk about a crazy schedule coming up we're going to do some leagues cup talk because katya with her Liga mx background is well placed to talk about that and we have a very special guest, Daniil Maldonado, and that's where you will learn how much Katya is better than me.
1: <laughs> you will not want to miss that interview because it ended up having another surprise on, on top of that. So you you just wait and see.
0: It did. We asked Daniil what it's like to get into a team and to get comfortable, and then he tried to take me out of my comfort zone. We'll just leave it at that, right? Yes. I think that's I think that's good. Yes. That's okay. It. Inside LFC, the Max and Vince podcast starts right now. All right, Katya, we have a lot to get to, even though we're kind of in this weird spot where the team actually has some time to prepare for the next game, but we'll get into why that's like this false sense of rest it's not really the way it is but you you've been everywhere you've been traveling everywhere i think it's fair to say that even though you're everywhere with the ESPn deportes that like LFC is still your home base, right? Like,
1: Of course, I missed being here. And even though I've been away, I've been following every game. I've been watching the games, so I know what's going on and it's great to be back. It was great to be back at BMO Stadium for that Vancouver game, even though the result, of was course, it? was not what we were expecting. I mean, just to be in the building and the energy, I just love being there. Like you mentioned, I feel it's my second home.
0: First time back since Count Cap Champions League? I feel like it's been forever since I've I, seen
1: you. I But like the semifinals, because I missed the final, I was covering the NBA. So I I wasn't there for the second. The NBA Finals, finals, by the way. So it was like the Western Conference Finals first and then the NBA Finals. So I was traveling all over the place.
0: (laughs) So before then, before we get into the Vancouver game, because you were able, you were traveling, but you were still keeping up with the team. what, What have been your thoughts about this? It's been a weird couple of weeks. Uh, since the Concacaf Champions League, people don't know what to make of it. I have people telling me that LFC were in the worst stretch they've ever been in their history. I don't think that that's true, but you tell me, what what did you think of the little blip that LFC had and how they're kind of playing now?
1: It's been definitely a rough stretch. And if we consider, you mentioned they've had a full week of training this week for the first time since late May. That is insane. And I feel since they had to start the season at such a high level and such intensity because of the Can- CONCACAF Champions League and then get into the MLS season right away, and we all thought, nothing happened there's no like after the championship uh imposter syndrome anything like that and then i think because of all the games that they've had and all the the travel it got to a point where right now the players are fatigued, but not just like physically, but also mentally. It takes mm-hmm. a, a lot, and it's a toll that now we're seeing when we're talking about those no- knockout stages games and all they had to go through. So I think that's what we're seeing now.
0: Yeah, having you here is awesome because, look, I'm only around LAFC. Max now has gotten to travel a little more with Apple TV, and he's doing more games, but I'm only around LFC, So when I say, like, the guys seem tired, I'm only basing it off of that. You are around a lot of football teams, both internationally and here in MLS. Like when you see these guys, do you, can you sense the tiredness? Can you sense kind of the feeling that they have it or or am I making this up?
1: No, I totally see it and I can sense it. Also, you hear it from the guys when you get to talk to them. So it's been a lot, as I mentioned, with the games that they've played, the CONCACAF Champions League, where it's, you know, two-leg games that you want to win to advance. So I think that takes a lot out of you. And then, as we were saying, like, since late May, they've been having two games per week. And we're talking about you have to... Recover after a game be here, but you're not really training and then you just have to travel and go at it again So that's why it adds up and we're seeing it now
0: I know why you're looking off camera because we have a very important person head of team security Paul here who I've I've, I've actually dubbed my agent I feel the um, pressure. Yeah, you feel a little bit of pressure. It's good to see Paul. You got to be out of training and see Paul again. Do you miss? How much did you miss seeing Paul coming out of I training?
1: I miss Paul a lot. That's what I told him when I got here, and he greeted me when I got here, and I'm like, it's been a while, Paul. I know you miss me.
0: That's <laughs> how you know you're back at LAFC training. If you don't see Paul, if you came to LAFC training and didn't see head of team security, Paul, were you really at LAFC training? Exactly. exactly. No, you weren't. Okay, so let's talk about the game that you were at and you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it less, maybe because I've been at a lot, but you said you were just back. Uh, that game against Vancouver, it just seemed like as much as the effort was there uh, and they got it close, it felt like it was never gonna, it just felt like it was never gonna happen. And for me, it was maybe too many mistakes. What, it, what was your take, overall kind of take on the game?
1: Yes, and after the high of a game against Seattle where they really had to grind it out, mm-hmm. That game against Vancouver, I do believe, with what Steve said, that at the end of the day was more the mistakes that LAFC had especially at the beginning of the game, and not to take away anything from what Vancouver did in their game plan, which was great. Understanding the absences that LAFC had and trying to capitalize on that, and it ended up like working out for them. But when we're talking that you're down already a goal in the first two minutes, and then 21 minutes in, you're down two goals. It makes it really tough. And even though when they were able to cut the deficit before halftime with that Denny Buanga goal, and the second half, then you allow that third goal, and I think that was it. It's really tough when you have a good team in front, and then you have to try and come back again after they scored three goals. Right. So it, it was really tough, and I do believe it was, one, because of the mistakes that they did. And when we look at the absences, it has to do with that. Mm-hmm. Not to take away from the effort, but when you have to start Elias as a center back, it tells you that... The team is struggling right now. Steve is struggling to just have all of the pieces in place.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think that that's a that's a valid point and, and one that maybe we don't talk about enough. These guys aren't robots, right? So you go down a goal that as much as you want to be professional, it's in the second minute. You you can think to yourself, yes, we have 80 some odd minutes to get it back, but it still hurts you a little bit, stings because that doesn't happen. We don't let in goals like that. Also it was kind of um I wouldn't say it was a soft goal because it was a very good header, but off the set piece it was like you couldn't get around the pick from the set piece. The guy's a little bit too open. He, he kind of flicks it into that back post, and you're like, okay, now we're starting from a goal down. Then you're actually playing fairly well, and I think the second goal comes from a moment where Sifu has the ball like 25 yards out and goes to maybe take a shot, misses. They go all the way down the field. They score on you. You work so hard, you get it to 2-1. And then the third goal is like it's a mistake, totally avoidable, but it's one of those things where, like again, they're not robots, and they're thinking – God, we worked so hard we did everything we thought we could do right and then we let that's the goal we let in that's that's such a bummer and i think again it's not something that we talk about all the time with these guys they're not robots and maybe when you're more mentally fatigued it gets a little bit deeper in your mind than it normally would right
1: that's what i was thinking and what i was mentioning earlier about that fatigue not just the physical tiredness, but also the mental tiredness. And when you're in a game where you, on top of everything, have to come from behind and be battling like for the whole 90 minutes, pretty much, so that it just adds another layer and it makes it even harder. So I think the focus was a little bit difficult because of that.
0: Let's talk a little bit about that game plan, because Ryan Gold playing left wing back not something I had on uh, like, that I, like, going into it, I was like, oh, I'm looking at the, I'm like, yeah, gold, he's gonna be important. No chance did I think that he was gonna be a, a wing back. But to your point, and in, in Steve's point, like, the ability to put him out there and just send in crosses to two, they're not towers, but they're big center forwards. I mean, Cordova's a big boy, <laughs> Brian White is a big boy, but the, you get him out there and you just say, hey, maybe just cross the ball. And, and in a lot of ways, the game plan coupled with what you said, having to have Iliad center back. It's like the perfect storm for Vancouver.
1: Definitely. That game plan, not trying to, like we were saying, take away from what Vancouver did, even though LAFC was the one that made mistakes at home. But, yes, having those center forwards there and also trying to attack what we mentioned, like not having your best guys out there on those uh, defenders there. So of course, like they were able to take advantage of that. And mm-hmm. then you're not expecting that Ryan is just going to be there and then come out of there. And if anything, you just like have his like magic left foot there for whenever the ball goes to, to that side. And so I feel like they were smart about it and it ended up like giving them the result.
0: Yeah. And if you have Jesus, and Mario out there, it's maybe a little bit different, but obviously he has an injury, Giorgio Chiellini. And I know a lot of people are asking, well, Giorgio played, he played 20 minutes. Why couldn't he have started the game? And I think there's a big difference between him putting in 20 minutes, which I don't even think they wanted to have him play 20 minutes. I think him playing 20 minutes was like, Steve looked at him and goes, Giorgio, we have a chance to maybe get something out of this game at 3-2. to three two. What can you do? And Giorgio, being the professional, is probably like, I, I'll, I'll try. I'll go in there. That allows Iliad to then go into the midfield. You can be in a little bit more of a setup that you're used to. But I, I just – I mean – I, he didn't say it specifically, but I just don't think that Giorgio was ever going to be able to go enough enough in the game that you – like. it always was going to be Ilia right? Like It was always going to be a tough decision because of everything that's going on. And he made the best of a bad hand that he was kind of dealt in a way. I mean, what are your thoughts on that for, from Steve's perspective when he looks at it and he looks at everything, injuries, absences, call-ups, and he's like, well – Ilyas played center back, I think, 22 times he played center back for uh, SKC in 2021. So, I mean, it's kind of the right call, right? Even though it doesn't work out.
1: It is the right call. Like like you mentioned, it must be so hard to be in Steve's position when you're looking at everything, every single scenario, and know that – that's what you have to do and that's what you have to go for. And I'm sure he talked to Ilié and Ilié, as you mentioned, and like every guy in this locker room, they're professionals. They want to help the team. And if the coach comes up to you and says, hey, I need you to play center back. I need you to remember like those days when you would be there in that position and they're going to do it. They're versatile players and they're going to try and help. But of course, if you haven't been doing that for the past Mm -hmm. Years And especially with this team, it's not the same also in terms of communication, those movements, just being comfortable with the guys that are around you. And it shows and not because you're not a good player, but because you're not used to it and haven't been used to it lately as much as you try. And yes, Giorgio being the professional that he is, he probably like wanted to help the team. But then Steve has to look at every single thing and think ahead and be like, I'm not going to force my guys either because Mm -hmm. I can risk so much more like an injury can come. And what if that is a season ending injury? So of course, you have to take all of these things into consideration and just try to make the best out of what you have.
0: Before we start to look ahead, let's maybe leave them with a silver lining. What was something that you could point out from that game? You are like this is encouraging for LAFC. This is something that I like and something that they can take going forward.
1: I think the attitude, and that's something that you can always take from this group. Because even though they're tired, even though it's been a crazy calendar, they're always fighting. They want to win, especially at home, and they know how special it is to be in front of those fans at BeMo Stadium. So I, I take away that that you you will always get that fight out of this mm-hmm. team.
0: Something that I wrote about after the game, and I was surprised. Because i had to do some digging to find this so Danny bonga scores it's actually his first goal in five games which is kind of crazy because he's the been first scoring one in the month of june <laughs> yeah he's been scoring like just for fun carlos vella also scores yes you know it's the first time that the two of them have scored in a game for lafc in 2023
1: oh my gosh i did not know that so
0: if that is the sign of things to come that Danny's going to be back to scoring for fun and carlos is going to be scoring with him i think that's you take that yeah you definitely take. definitely
1: that. take it because for them as goal scorers and we know the fact that you can score and how those goals it's going to give you confidence. So the fact that both of them scored in the same game, it's pretty amazing.
0: So let's, let's look ahead a little bit. Uh, like I said, this is, even though they have this week to train, this is like the eye of the hurricane because we came out of eight games in 24 days week to train. We're going to Dallas. It's going to be five games in 14 days. (laughs) Uh, and not to mention you go to Dallas, which is, I'm assuming, I mean, it's kind of hot here today for like the first time in a while, but I'm assuming Dallas is at least 20 degrees hotter, yeah, Scorching uh, hot. scorching hot and horrible to play. in. uh, and then on Tuesday, you have to go to the Rose bowl and play the galaxy Katya. If you're Steve <laughs> and you're having to make decisions based on, again, still injuries, absences, uh, fatigue, all those things. Well, how are you looking at these two games? Cause Saturday to Tuesday is not ideal ever.
1: Definitely not ideal. I don't want to be in Steve's shoes (laughs) right now, which is why I gave the question to you, but if I had to make a choice, I'd say you're still at the top of the table, Mm -hmm. fighting those spots, you go to Dallas and I feel okay. You have your starters during the first half, see how the game plays out. And I feel like you don't just let them go the full 90 minutes. I'd say 60 minutes, perhaps like some of the guys, of course, will go the, the 90 minutes. But your your main guys, because you have that game against the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and it's important for the fans. You're you're going to be here in L.A. It's going to be a different setting. So right. I'd say just also try to manage the minutes and, and have those rotations in there.
0: Yeah, I feel like Dallas of all places, Houston's like this, too. It's almost like that no matter what you go there <laughs> and you say to yourself, Let's see what we can do in the first 45 minutes. If things go really bad, which like they did in Houston and that that loss yes. in Houston, you say, well, I want to protect my guys because I know grand scheme of things, there's a bigger picture, right? And we talked about this off air, you and I, it's it's kind of okay, It's sorry, it's not okay to lose games, but every team is gonna go through a rough patch and it's almost better to get through it now because, and you were saying this, to be that much stronger when we get in the back end, when games really matter.
1: Definitely, because I'd rather have them go through this rough patch right now and then come out of it, finish the season strong, get ready for the playoffs, and find that rhythm then than right now, and I, and that way also this group is going to be battle-tested and you're going to see the, the player's character, you're going to see how to respond in every situation. So I think this is actually good yep. to go through that adversity and it can only make the team stronger when you expect them come out on the other side just looking better and, and just finding themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. And you remember what it was like last year. Remember the little yeah, stretch? Yeah, the
1: scenario is a little bit different yeah. from what happened last year. I was actually thinking about that.
0: You were with us, we did one of the watch-alongs for that we were, I remember we were all so excited. We were going to that bar. It was me, Heath, Pierce, and you, and we all had, we had a watch along. We were like, this is gonna be great. Top of the table clash in Austin, looks great. And then worst case scenario for us at least, obviously for the team as well, but to be doing that game and to, to be trying to like put a brave face on when Austin just thrashed them.
1: That's a perfect example because that was a difficult game. You lost against Austin. Austin was just like, Out like off the roof with that result. But then you face them in the Western Conference final and then LAFC gets to go to the final. So, you know, it's a a perfect example that even though right now it might be difficult, it's better Mm -hmm. to come out on the other side for those games during the playoffs or during the end of the season. So there's there's time. So we don't need to panic right now. (laughs)
0: How excited are you for the Rose Bowl? I'm sure you've covered many a game, especially like Mexico games there at the Rose Bowl. How excited are you to see LFC Galaxy Rose Bowl?
1: I'm excited because it's an iconic venue, just seeing the fans there for an MLS game, for El Clásico and the El Trafico. El Clásico, El Trafico, like we say in Spanish. <laughs> and I was thinking about other games that I've been to, aside from the Mexican national team, Real Madrid, I've seen Real Madrid play there, against Juventus. All those games are always like super excited. Back in the day, um, I went with my friends to also like Real Madrid whenever they do their preseason here in LA, and we would always go. And the, the, back in the day, I got to see Cristiano Ronaldo. What is there, back in the so day? It's
0: like two years ago for you.
1: No, <laughs> <'Cause> I'm <laughs> I mean, so much older. If Cristiano Ronaldo was still with Real Madrid, true. So that's it's been a five, few years yeah, now. five or six
0: years at least, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I should know that, being that he left Real Madrid to go to Juventus. But I try to as much as it was fun to have Cristiano and Juventus. It was. Not the best years.
1: Not what everybody thought it would be.
0: No, well, because Juventus came off, you know, two Champions Leagues in three years, then they're thinking that's the missing piece. It clearly was not the missing piece.
1: It'd be interesting to hear Georgia's side of the story. I will not. I, <laughs> I won't do that. Don't I, I want to stay
0: on his good side. I think I will. But yeah, I mean, the Rose Bowl. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a unique experience for everybody uh, to be in a kind of neutral setting, but a historic neutral setting um it's always beautiful there great sunsets there at the rose bowl and i'm sure the fireworks on fourth of july so it's a holiday good time for the kids to get out there i'm sure all that will be great and fun for everybody will you be there
1: i will be there yes i'm I'm ready
0: still debating because the only thing about the rose bowl is parking
1: why are you debating
0: parking is so bad
1: you just have to get there everybody if you're going to the game remember you have to get there three hours before
0: katya's parking tips for the rose bowl what do do you got what is all do you have another do you have a secret location to park or, or not really no, because
1: i always use lot f okay media parking it's normally there
0: yeah It's still on a golf course
1: uh no it's like right it's next to f- the stadium oh yeah it's actually a pretty good lot
0: for once media is treated well and they get to walk yeah. shorter distances normally we're the ones that are like hey you're gonna park here and then you're gonna get on a tram and the tram is gonna take you to within 100 yards of the stadium yes. and then you gotta walk in
1: Yes, at SoFi for Rams games, you're just like parked all the way out there. You have to walk a lot. But anyway, not at the Rose Bowl, which I appreciate. And my tip is get there early because you have so many fans trying to get to the stadium and you only have like three entrances mm. to go into this Pasadena and the Rose Bowl. That's the difficult part. So you have to get there early. Remember, it's also the perfect setting. It's 4th of July. You can tailgate if you prepare for it and you can just be there calmly and then go into the stadium and not have to rush. Also like save some food for after the game because yeah, it's going to take a while to, problem, get out. It's yeah. to get out of that parking lot. It takes a while. So. You can do a post-game tailgate Mm -hmm. for traffic to clear up. If not, you're just going to be in a standstill for an hour. and Not fun. I'd rather just have something there in the parking lot and then leave.
0: Vince's and Katya's tips. Be ready to tailgate twice. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And also, in that same regard, there's a lot of steps at the Rose Bowl, so don't go too hard on the first tailgate because there's a lot of steps. (laughs) I'm just... I'm putting it out there. You know, you know your friends that I'm talking to, or yourself. You know if it's you. Just putting it out there. I haven't plugged our guest yet. By the way, we're gonna have a special guest, Daniel Maldonado. Come on with us. Obviously, Kate is here because, as you all know, my Spanish.
1: No bueno. Not as good. Un poquito. Not good. No. Not even that. <laughs> not even
0: that. I can understand speaking it. I don't even want to embarrass myself that to speak it. But we'll have Daniel Maldonado. And we're going to do a little bit of a we're going to, we're going to change gears here a little bit on the MVP, Vince LaRosa, Katia Castrena. We are going to talk about League's Cup. Why League's Cup, Vince? League's Cup is not for another month. I know, but guess what? Over the weekend something that pertains slightly to League's Cup happened. You were there. Pachuca versus Tigres in the It's a, wait, is it Campeones de Campeon or Campeon de Campeones?
1: Campeon de Campeones. Okay.
0: Tigres wins that game. Obviously, that now sets up LAFC September 27th, BMO Stadium at Cup.
1: Campeones Cup. I know we have we have so much now. It's like Campeón de Campeones, Campeones Cup, Leagues mm-hmm. Cup, Nations League with the national team. So I just have to remind yeah. myself. I'm Like, wait a second, this is the Leagues Cup. When I was like getting ready to watch the Mexico-U.S. game, I was like, wait, wait, that's Nations League, and then the one coming up for Gold clubs, Cup. it's
0: oh Club World Leagues Cup. Yeah. Oh God, it's <laughs> too many things. But in that regard, things have gotten a little bit spicy. Uh, one, Xignac, uh, had some words to say about MLS, saying that he felt MLS, one, is just marketing, and two, Liga MX is still well well ahead of them in the regards of, of footballing on the field. I've already touched on this. You, you get to cover many teams, especially in Liga MX teams included. How do you think Liga MX teams are looking at League's Cup, before we get into how LAFC probably views it?
1: I know I covered Liga MX many years. I remembered I was there for a CONCACAF Champions League final between Tigres and Pachuca, and Pachuca beat them at home in that second leg. So now Tigres got a little bit of a revenge. Well, they had already in another campeón de campeones. Anyway, with what Gignac said, of course I get it. Like, he has to protect where he's playing. Mm -hmm. He's been there for a long time. He's been like this protagonist in the in Liga MX for the past, I don't know, six, seven years, Right. and he's so beloved by the Tigres community and the fan base, which is an awesome fan base, one of the best ones in Mexico. So, of course, he needs to protect Liga MX. He needs to, I don't know, like spice things up a little bit with what's coming up. And I get it. MLS does a lot of marketing, and they're really good at it. But that's like part of the point and i loved some right. of the fans comments when they said like oh uh this is not just saying that mls does only marketing and then he posted other examples of when Tigres did collaborations with dc and like mm-hmm. I, I don't know many other brands like it's part of the business every league in the world will do it and when you look at what mls is doing not just marketing wise but overall just how much the league has grown over the years and to the point where we are now i think it's unbelievable and they just can't be blindfolded to the fact like saying league MX is still better league MX is still better it's like a time to acknowledge that mls has grown so much and we're seeing more and more quality players coming into the league and that will only help them to keep on growing so i mean the league cup is going to be interesting just to see in that setting, just the Mm -hmm. teams, all of them going at it, not just like in CONCACAF Champions League, the teams that have been champions that have made it, but like all of them and actually assess where both leagues are.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it is a bit of bravado, but you're not gonna do this tournament if you don't think it, they're not gonna be compelling games, right? Like if if Liga MX is in fact well ahead of MLS, then what would be the point? And for those that don't know, it's gonna be a kind of World Cup style format with uh, a bunch of groups, LAFC and Pachuca both have a bye into the round of 32. So World Cup style where everyone plays themselves in the groups in different regions uh, around only the United States, which yes. is a key point for uh, Zignac, uh who's saying, look, we're better than them. Well, then you're going to have to come here and prove it. Uh, but then it will go from group stage to a knockout phase. LAFC would play the second-place p- team between either Austin, uh, Mazatlan FC, or mm-hmm. Juarez. Yes. I'm gonna get I don't, it's hard to guess that like I if you had to guess who would who would be second in that group, I could if it if you asked me this before the MLS season started, I'd say Austin, I think is going to do, because the games are going to be in Austin. So I'd say Austin, clear front runners in the yes. group. Now I'm not so sure.
1: no i I still believe Austin can take the group, okay, uh, especially when you see Mazatlan and Juarez and how they've been in in the past few years, but I'd say Mazatlan would be. My pick to be that second place. Okay.
0: And then if LFC, which would host that game, round a thirty-two game, and I think the way it would work is if the LFC keeps winning, would continue to host uh, through the next rounds. But if you Mazatlan coming to BMO Stadium, I don't want to say it because I said because we said that LFC would be po- probably favorites against León. That didn't work out so well. But León, Mazatlan, not the same
1: definitely not the same
0: so who would you who would you be tipping
1: oh i would take lafc 100 okay. percent
0: and then for lafc like obviously concaf champions league does not go the, the way that it does is it is it a way in your mind to remind because i think when lafc came in you and you can tell me what was what was the vibe from lafc here we were saying lafc's maybe the favorites in mexico what was the vibe what were they saying about lafc coming up against leon in the CONCAF champions league
1: of course, it was very different. And over there, everybody was saying, like, Leon were the favorites. They were really excited with what Larcamón has been doing with the team. He's a great coach. He's proven himself with what he did with Puebla. So everybody was excited. And because of the history and what we've seen of the Liga MX teams being so dominant in that setting, even though Seattle was the team that got to uh, put an end to the streak that, they, that they've that they had, I, I still heard everybody favoring Leon. Mm. Um, yes, they, yes, they, like, acknowledged what LAFC had done, and, of course, like, the big names and the MLS champions, but everybody's trying to protect uh, yeah. their own, so they were trying to protect and in favor. I remember I, I posted something, like, after that second leg, like, broken heart that LAFC lost, and then one of the Mexican fans was like, what? You're not supporting a club that's representing... It's Katia's home base. We've already, we've already established this. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can pick whoever I want to support. Mm-hmm. Pour it um so yeah i got a little bit of like backlash on that
0: well this okay so this is me obviously projecting way too far in advance <laughs> and we don't know if this is going to happen but katya if i'm asking you and you're you're wearing your uh Liga mx hat you're 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 out there if lfc is to do well in leagues cup let's say win leagues cup and then also when they play tigres in the Campiones cup raise that what would be the perception of LAFC in Mexico if that is the case?
1: Yeah, it opens up the conversation again in terms of who's doing better right now in this moment. Even Juniac said it with his comments. I know that my comments might not be taken great right now when we look at the national team. And I mean these are two completely different things, but because of all the difficulty surrounding Mexican soccer right now, including mm-hmm. the national team. So he's like, I know my comments are not gonna be like well taken or or in the best light right now because of everything that's surrounding like Mexican, like the Mexican soccer, the Mexican Federation, the league, and, and, and so on. But um, no, it sheds a completely different light. And I think it already is the way the Mexican fans are perceiving not just MLS, but certain teams in MLS. LAFC is pretty up there now. Okay. People are aware um, of what LAFC is doing. Of course, Carlos Vela has been huge in just like, you know, shedding light and having the spotlight also in Mexico of what's happening here. They know about the team, they know about the signing. So, you know, they, they've gained that respect for yeah. sure.
0: Is there anything else about Leagues Cup that that excites you, uh, aside from LAFC winning Leagues Cup?
1: <laughs> uh, it excites me just to see like this new tournament, how it plays out. I know some of the players, especially Mexican players, aren't that excited because they're going to have to be away from home for a month in that World Cup setting where Mm -hmm. you're just gonna be at a hotel. So that's gonna be tough. When you hear the front office side of things, of course they're excited because of what this represents marketing-wise and just really getting to see and assess where each league is and just having this exchange that, that we're seeing as a way of both leagues to grow Mm -hmm. ahead of the World Cup that's going to be played here, also jointly in 2026. So it's just different perspectives. We'll see how the players respond at the end of all. I'm
0: actually uh, so I'm excited and I know that this won't really be in the marketing, but I'm excited for how broad it is because we are used to seeing the LAFCs, um, you know, the Seattle's uh, against the bigger teams like Pachuca, Club America, Monterey. But we don't know much about juarez and mazatlan and we don't know much about like let's say rsl versus juarez and mazatlan like i think we we always compare and we use geniac obviously he's at the peak tigris is probably the best team in league mx in the past decade right Definitely. and then we're lucky to have an lafc team that in the past five years has been one of the best teams in mls but we're always comparing the the elite the to top the elite teams yes but i think a true uh, one of the true values of your league is top to bottom right so what about some of those middle clubs or lower clubs so I think it's going to be interesting to finally see those teams play obviously it will come with the caveat of they had to travel here and stay here but I I do I do find some interest in seeing like uh, a Mazatlan like I said versus RSL or I don't know Cincinnati versus I don't want to I don't want to name a name. I don't don't want to name a name because then if somebody that's like a fan of them goes, how dare you say my team's not elite in in Liga MX? You don't know anything about Liga MX, Vince, but Cholos would be a good one. Yeah, Yeah. Cincinnati versus Cholos. Uh, I I just think that that'll be very interesting because it's not some... I'm getting maybe I'm getting a little bit sick. No, of I agree. It.
1: And what I when I was saying, like, it will be a way to assess where each league is really at. Mm-hmm. I think those are the games actually that will tell us. So I totally agree with that, that just seeing those matches that we don't normally get to see mm-hmm. outside of CONCACAF Champions League when we are like facing elite teams and not in this other format that I think that's one of the interesting parts for sure.
0: All right, that'll put a bow on Leagues Cup. Of course, that starts for all the League MX teams other than Pachuca and all the MLS teams other than LAFC at the end of July. LAFC, though, will not kick off probably to, I think the the window they have is August 2nd or 4th would be the round of 32. That's when their game at BMO Stadium would be. Uh, We're going to get to our special guest in a second. One last thing, All-Stars have been announced. Danny Bawanga voted in. Ryan Hollingshead, coach's pick. Thoughts and or snubs?
1: It was a given that Denny Buanga had to be there, of had course. To. Ryan Hollingshead, he's had a, a great season as well, so I'm glad that they picked him. It's a He's a player that's so versatile, and, and he's been great with LAFC. I'm surprised, of course, to not see Carlos Vela on that list. I believe it'd be the first time since he's joined LAFC that he wouldn't be yes, the yeah. All-Star.
0: Yeah, and he's been captain of the All-Star uh, exactly. multiple times.
1: So, I, I was pretty shocked not to see his name on that list. We'll see what happens. I don't know if there's still a possibility.
0: Mm-hmm. There is still all there's al- commission. I mean, there is always a, a possibility. A possibility. I know. MLS gets to do whatever they want when it comes to these like competitions. Commissioner's
1: pick or like someone gets injured.
0: Right. Also, and it's against knows? Arsenal. Carlos Vela, Arsenal. Yes. I don't know. Maybe things can there's happen. A history there. I would say, and no offense to our old friend Tyler Miller he was picked by his coach Wayne, Ro- Wayne Rooney will be the coach because it's there in DC hey we have a pretty good goalkeeper here in John McCarthy that has uh, recorded six shutouts uh, and I think that maybe he should have been considered but it is what it is I think John will probably enjoy maybe the extra week off before we get off of this yes or no Messi will be there
1: I don't know if he'll be there to play, because last we heard is he would start playing until August. But I feel it'd be a great opportunity, at least for him to be there as that main attraction presentation of him being around You know, the, mm-hmm. the guys and just that setting and that celebration of the MLS All-Star. I, I feel like he should be there at least uh, in the building, even though if, even if he doesn't play.
0: i going to go out on a limb. Carlos Velo will be there. <laughs> Messi will be there. Whether they both play, I don't know, but I think they will be there. Uh, we're going to get to our guest here, Daniel Maldonado. Daniil Maldonado. You can tell I'm not normally the host. Daniel Maldonado will join us. He's center back for LAFC, so we'll get to him right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am very excited to have with us center back for LAFC, Daniil Maldonado. And one of, I have to say, the most popular man in Honduras. Whenever we post that you are starting a game for LAFC, the amount of comments with the Honduran flag are, it, it's unbelievable. Like they, they love you so much. We're, I guess my first question, I might as well just get into it. My first question is like, what is it about football in Honduras that the passion is, is so high?
1: Dice que eres de los más populares porque siempre que publican alguna fotografía en la que estás tú y aparecen todas las banderas de, de Honduras. Dice claro. que, ¿cómo describirías lo especial que es cómo se vive el, el fútbol en tu país?
2: La verdad que en mi país, pues, el fútbol es a full. Eh, bueno, hay mucha gente que me sigue y, bueno, creo que por eso aparecen muchas banderitas apoyándome y creo que estoy agradecido con ellos porque... Siempre uno se alegra como futbolista al ver que el mismo compatriota le le está brindando ese apoyo incondicional a uno dentro del partido. Y bueno, creo que ese también es una motivación para mí para poder seguir trabajando bien y darles alegría a ellos
1: says that football is lived with such passion in, in Honduras and he's very grateful because of the support that he receives and it's an extra motivation every time he's on the field also because of all that support all that love all those messages of the fans back home um, following his career
0: <laughs> could I just one one follow-up you've played now here in the US you obviously played in Mexico what's unique about football in Honduras compared to those locations like what is something that is just it's like only in Honduras that we would never experience in any other place with football.
1: Has played in other countries, but pudiendo hacer esa comparación hasta ahora de lo que has vivido en tu carrera, ¿qué es lo que hace especial ese ambiente, ese fútbol en Honduras?
2: La verdad que eh, siempre nos han diferenciado por por ser un un país que muy futbolero. Creo que en Honduras, eh, a pesar de que no salen muchos jugadores al exterior. Eh, siempre el que sale siempre está ese apoyo y creo que es por ahí donde uno pues llega a alentar al aficionado y darles alegría a ellos porque ellos siempre esperan más de uno y obviamente pues con una alegría que uno sale fuera del país creo que eso es una alegría para ellos
1: It's a country that it's very characterized by football, and it's part of their identity and their culture. And even though not many players get to go abroad, whenever a player leaves, of course, the whole country is behind that player and gets to follow that player and support that player and and just try to represent the country in the best way possible
0: clearly. And if you're from Honduras and you're listening to this episode, hello. Hola. Hola. <laughs> Hola. And uh, as you as you can tell if you're a normal listener this, we're doing it a little bit different. Katia's here. She's going to help kind of translate back and forth, but she has her own questions. So Katia, you go go with your own question, she's also going to have to though, translate for herself, so she's
1: have, doing a lot, yes, Katya is doing all the heavy lifting <laughs> here
0: is basically what I'm saying.
1: I'm translate for myself, my question, is, so I'm going to say a question first in English, but my question would be just, Daniel having like more minutes and getting settled with the team, how has that been for you, el tener ya más minutos con el equipo, irte sintiendo cada vez más cómodo, ¿cómo ha sido este proceso en estas últimas semanas para ti?
2: Ha sido muy lindo, a pesar de que, pues, lastimosamente eh, han estado compañeros lesionados, que obviamente, pues, uno eh, quiere que esté los compañeros siempre a disposición, pero creo que a pesar de ello creo que he, re- he alcanzado esos minutos, que es cubriendo el puesto de los compañeros y creo que me he ido ganando el puesto. Eh, profe, pues, me ha dado la confianza obviamente y, y he ido sumando eh, minutos que han sido de calidad creo que he ido mejorando poco a poco y bueno, espero que eh seguir por esa ruta de ir alcanzando más minutos, más partidos y, y puede ser un referente in el equipo.
1: He's happy with the minutes that he's seen so far due to circumstances, some players that went down and then he was able to take advantage of those opportunities and like slowly but steadily, you know, start getting a, a hold of of the position and, and start Positioning himself as a starter, and he's very happy with with that. And also, he, he says that in the long term he wants to <laughs> just be a referente. How would we say a referente on on the team? Like
0: a reference point.
1: Like a reference point in, okay. in the position for for the team. So uh, he's gotten also Steve's uh, support in all of this and the whole coaching staff. So he said he's enjoyed the past few games and just feeling better with his game as, as games go by.
0: We've enjoyed watching you the past few games. I'll say to that point and you wanting to be maybe seen as a reference point or somebody that's just a solid player back there. Your comfort, it seems like now you really feel comfortable to where we're even getting to see you add some of your personality, some of your flair. I mean, I can think back, I think it was a couple of games ago. You ran like 60 yards to track a guy down, and like we're seeing how fast you are. So, how do you feel like now your game, you're getting to actually, as you're more comfortable, you're getting to show who you are?
1: Conforme te sientes más cómodo, dice recuerda esa jugada donde tuviste que correr 60 yardas para alcanzar un jugador en, en esa carrera de, de regreso, que conforme has tenido esa confianza y te vas sintiendo más cómodo, que tanto te permite poder mostrar también el jugador que eres?
2: claro la verdad que uno cuando va obteniendo más minutos pues se va posicionando mejor en el campo va agarrando mayor confianza y creo que es producto de los partidos al final pues uno siempre trata de hacer su trabajo disfrutar cada momento obviamente porque sabemos que es una competencia sana de que ya cuando el compañero regresa o pues el que ande mejor pues va a utilizar la posición o dependiendo si el profe Decide por optar por otro compañero, pero bueno, al final uno disfruta, uh, obviamente con responsabilidad y cada, cada partido pues siempre lo tomo como una final, así que por eso siempre trato de dar lo mejor de mí.
1: He says he approaches each game with the mindset that it is a final, and that's why he tries to just give the best uh, of himself at every game or at every given situation. And definitely, like as you get more minutes, you feel more settled in the system and like within the team with that communication, it, it shows, and and you can like show each game. So that's what allowed him to just be more comfortable and like show his game, show who he is, and that yeah. <laughs>
0: This has got to be one of the weirder interviews you've ever had to do, right?
1: <laughs> when we were just like going uh, back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of those leadership players that are with the team and we were talking about defenders we of course have to talk about Giorgio Chiellini how has that experience been for you just getting to see how he does things on a daily basis and just learning from him hablamos siempre de estos jugadores líderes que tiene el equipo y tenemos que hablar de un referente como lo es Chiellini por la trayectoria que tiene cómo ha sido para ti ver cómo trabaja en el día a día y aprender de lo que hace
2: No la verdad que eh, como lo como lo dice un jugador muy referente ha estado en mucha competencia se, se debe a ello que por eso es un gran jugador, me, me encanta jugar con él porque obviamente a, al transmitir esa experiencia uno va aprendiendo, obviamente en el campo pues eh, me siento muy cómodo con él, obviamente con los demás también, pero creo que la, la experiencia que tiene Giorgio es fundamental y al final pues eh, es muy, muy bien para el equipo porque tener referente como él vale la pena.
1: He's an elite player and I feel very comfortable playing alongside him. And what makes a difference is his experience and all of the things that he's seen over his career so that he can share it with us. And that's been super helpful for me. So I feel very comfortable just playing alongside him and it's been very beneficial for the team in general, just having his voice here.
0: How is Giorgio Spanish?
2: Yeah, Giorgio's Spanish Is it good?
0: Yeah, yeah, good sí, ¿habla bien a, a, little, a little Okay, ah. fair, fair, fair What about, what about speak you for... Speak of yeah, the devil speak of the devil There's, ah. There's the devil. Giorgio now Here he is <laughs> he's, he's off camera, but he, there We're he is We're talking
1: about you, Giorgio Yeah, better or
0: good? Always good, always good, good. Always good. Oh, oh, good. Okay. oh, there he is There
1: he is Hi, Hi. Ciao. Ciao, come stai? Bene,
0: grazie She All speaks more Italian than me, too it's Yeah, She's incredible, right? Parlo
2: un po' di italiano Por your fault
0: <laughs> how about
1: yeah, I we're just it, talking about how this guy's been learning from you.
0: No, no, he's, uh, he's been learning so quickly, and, uh, but he's a very good player. Uh, th- I, we didn't discover nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy that Daniel has uh, uh, space and he's, uh, uh, he's helping us a lot. Yeah, he deserves all the best as possible. Awesome. We didn't even plan this. There but we no, go. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: so it was great.
0: Yeah. a uh, good continue. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Prego. Please. He got me all flustered. Uh, but <laughs> in that regard, um, him being a mentor for you, I see you with players like Eric Dueñas, um, where you're mentoring them. What's that uh, relationship been like for some of the younger players looking up to you?
1: How is the effect now, as Chiellini can be that mentor for you, but now you also be that mentor for the other young players.
2: La verdad que uno siempre trata de transmitirle como decir ese compañerismo al compañero que viene desde abajo. Me, eh, me tocó pues desde conocer a Eric Dueñas cuando los dos pues veníamos empezando. Yo le transmití a él calma, tranquilidad, obviamente esa seguridad a la hora de tener esos partidos, a la hora de tener minutos. Pues él va ha ido creciendo. Es un chico que al final tiene mucha capacidad. Y creo que lo ha demostrado en el campo y puede ser un, un en el equipo.
1: With Duenas, they started working together, and he's a player that has a lot of potential. He's a great kid. He's been working a lot, so he enjoys also now being in that position of getting to mentor somebody else and help them out. So that's made it easy because of that relationship that they've been establishing.
0: What about uh, what about food? Are you enjoying L.A. What, would that be Honduran, or, or my am I, my am I speaking out of turn? La
1: comida en Los Ángeles te ha gustado? Has encontrado comida hondureña?
2: La verdad que sí, sí. Ha encontrado mucha comida hondureña, pero trato de disfrutar también de la comida de L.A.
1: That he's found a lot of Honduran food. That's a good thing about L.A. that you can find food from pretty much anywhere mm-hmm. and like good food. So he's enjoyed that, but he says he's also trying new things. American food, but like food from LA. ¿Qué te ha gustado de de otras cosas que has buscado probar aquí?
2: Eh, pues más que todo siempre trato de buscar como eh, com- comida así de carne, un poco de asado. Me en- me ha encantado porque he ido a lugares que me ha impresionado cómo hacen la carne y muy fabuloso.
1: That he, like, he's been impressed by. Nice steak places, so he's been like going after the steaks and how right to the top. Like and how they cook everything. So that he's enjoyed from being here.
2: If if I sit down at a Honduran restaurant, what should I order?
1: Que si a un
2: Le recomiendo el pollo choco. Fabuloso, le va a encantar
1: pollo choco. Yeah. ¿Qué tiene?
2: Es el pollo con tajadas, repollo, aderezo y de todo.
1: Okay, pollo choco. Okay. So it's chicken uh, that has a special dressing mm-hmm. and, and like other vegetables in there. So I don't know the recipe either, but now we, we will all have to go and try yeah. pollo choco. I guess choco. we all,
0: we have, the podcast has always ended with Max and I saying we're going to go eat somewhere with the players because that's, uh, food is always on our mind at this time of the day. <laughs> I was going to say at this time of the day, I'm getting hungry too. Yeah. So
1: that sounds good.
0: What is, What is, a uh, what's an American food that you tried that you were like, no, what? Why? Like, don't
2: eat this.
1: ¿Has probado algo que no te ha gustado de comida americana que digas no es lo mío? Mm,
2: pues la verdad no. He encontrado comidas que sí no no traen mucho sabor, pero al final pues siempre trato de de experimentar nuevos platitos. Pero al final creo que sí he encontrado algunas comidas que no no son de mi gusto. He
1: says that he tries to enjoy a little bit of everything and try different things. There are some things that, in his opinion, that something that he has tried that haven't been as flavorful. I think that's very typical of the Latin American cuisine, so yeah. you have to have that flavor in there. So some of the things that he has tried that haven't been as flavorful, those he didn't particularly enjoy, but he just likes to try different things.
0: I think I speak for myself, Katia, and Daniel Monado when I say season your food, people. It, it makes it better. Season <laughs> sp- spices. We like it. We enjoy it. It'll help. Yuli, were you showing off camera? Were you showing? Was that the pollo? I, I already pollo forgot. Choco. A pollo choco? Yeah. Yes. yes. Is that it? That's yes. it. Okay. Everybody. Yeah, the you chicken, easily the dressing on top. Easily found on remoyo. Google. Highly recommended by Daniil Maldonado. <laughs> <laughs> ya me pego hambre, no? <laughs> now he's now hungry. Now he's hungry, too. He's hungry. Uh, well, then you know what? That's a good place to wrap it up. We're probably all hungry here. But it's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure, to have you on the MVP podcast for the first time. And Katia, thank you so much. You, this, All the talent is over here. I'm just I'm just running things on the side. Oh, no,
1: hey, teamwork makes the dream work. Yep. Yes.
0: Fair, fair. So thank you so much, Daniil. And we look forward to seeing you uh, play much, much more with
2: LAFC. And hopefully you come on the show again.
1: Denil, muchas gracias, un placer tenerte. Dijo que con eso nos despedimos para que todos podamos ir a comer porque ya nos dio hambre.
2: No, muchas gracias a ustedes por siempre compartir estos momentos y le agradezco porque siempre pues tratamos de compartir así entre nosotros y bueno, creo que la gente también quiere saber un poco más de nosotros y al final pues les agradezco siempre.
1: Y saludos a toda la gente de Honduras. Claro, nos, nos saludas
2: a todos ellos que siempre están pendientes y bueno, me imagino que este video pues no va a ser la excepción.
0: They're watching. They're watching. They yes. are watching. All right, that'll put a bow on another uh, Max and Vince podcast, Inc. Inside LFC, the Max and Vince podcast without Max, with Katia. We had two special guests. We had Katia. We had Danil Manado. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. And again, hello to everybody pero, in Honduras. Pero,
2: oh, wait, one does. En español, despídenos. Oh, you want me to do it in yeah. español? Yeah, yes. How would I say it in
0: it? How would I say
2: it?
1: Hasta la próxima.
2: Hasta la próxima. Ah, good, <laughs>